Welcome to Deep Shift, a show exploring the vibrant new future of a planet awakening. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Deep Shift. I am Michael Armstrong, and my guest today is Nikki Murray. She is a spiritual empowerment mentor and medicine teacher who guides others into discovering their infinite potential through ancient wisdom and modern spiritual spiritual modalities. Nikki, welcome to Deep Shift. Thank you so much for having me. I just love what you're offering the world and raising consciousness. So it is a gift to connect with you in this way. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. That was so well said. Oh my gosh. So we have an interesting story, you and I. Uh, we met originally on MySpace. We did. <laughs> <laughs> a very long time ago. In a different lifetime. It was a different lifetime, indeed. That that was uh, that was like one of the early social networks. Yes, it was, and it was so much fun because it was just so. It was like the wild west of social networks, and I really just can't even wrap my head around that I'm on this call with you doing this interview because that was that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, that was I, like 15 years ago. Yeah, and then we lost touch, and here we are connected again. It's Truly transcendent. I love that's, it. I know. It really is. That, that's, you never know when two souls meet what lies ahead in the future. Like, who would have thought we'd be doing a podcast together back, never. back in the day? I know. It's, uh, with, with social media, it's interesting because once we've connected, we're, not, we're then kind of connected through Facebook and Instagram, and we're just kind of in each other's feeds. So you, you always stay connected with people. And I started to notice you posting a lot of spiritual stuff and really conscious stuff. <laughs> and that got my attention because I'm all about that. That's like my world as of lately. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm curious though, were you always spiritual or did you have like an awakening? Well, as you know, we are all spiritual <laughs> innately and essentially, but yes, I was always very spiritual. I grew up in a very strict dogmatic religion and I ate it up. I loved it as a kid. I was that child that would wake up at like 5 a.m. and I was reading not only the Bible, but like all of the texts that were related to my religion. And the reason why I was so into it though is because I was having these kind of out of body strange experiences as a kid. And I was connecting with angels and I would hear voices. And I thought for a while that everyone was like this because in the religion, they kind of made it seem like that. But then the older I got, the more I realized like, this is not typical. Um, and so that got my, that, that was interesting to me. And then in my later years, I got into more, I was interested in like witchcraft and more Wiccan stuff. I was like the first kid to be collecting crystals and doing rituals. And I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't reading this in a book, but something innately in me was creating this. And so that has just carried on through, but I definitely shoved my spirituality into a closet. I like to say I came out of the spiritual closet in my twenties, in my late twenties because I would still do things, but I would do it privately because I wanted to be approved of and accepted and normal. So that may be why you didn't see me posting about it, um, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. So what was the transition of, 
you said it was kind of a dogmatic religious uh, experience. What was the transition from like, you know, being pretty religious uh, to, are, are you, do you still consider yourself religious? Do you like, where, where did the spiritual and religious line cross? <laughs> well, it is one and the same, isn't it? But mm-hmm. to me, religion is a word I associate with humanness. It's taking spirituality and putting human rules into it and human structure, which to me takes away the magic. At least that's just for me. I totally respect everyone on this planet who practices a religion that they love. But for me, it just didn't resonate in that way. So I consider myself spiritual, cosmic, multidimensional, and I see all other humans that way as well. Yeah. And when a lot of these religions came about, religion and government were the same thing. Oh, yes. So yeah. so religion was fully intertwined with the governance system and controlling people. So there's a little bit of distortions there. Um, yeah. So uh, do you still communicate with angels? I do. Uh, I don't cool. call them angels as much anymore. I do sometimes. It really just depends on how they show themselves or who I'm talking to or whatever. But you know uh, what, they, uh, what they are, who they are? Yes. Well, not fully, because I don't think any human being fully understands what this communication is. But I know many, many others are connecting with what they call light beings or maybe even aliens or, you know, ascended masters, angels. There's so many names. But I do believe it is maybe not the same uh, manifestation of the energy, but it's coming from the same source. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So lately I've been connecting with, I actually had a huge activation this year. Mm. And I've been connecting with light beings that all they tell me is that they carry the essence of Venus. So I connect with that so much. It has taken me to the next level. I just feel so grateful and even more alive than I ever have. (laughs) Wow. That's really cool. So they um, send you some info and some information, some knowledge. Yes. That's beneficial for life. Yes. Are you asking what it is? I'm curious. Yeah. Well, this just happened in March and... It's just unbelievable to me. I, I, I've, I'm so humbled by it. But what I saw in the first interaction was, well, I felt such joy and pleasure and love, which in March, that was a great contrast to what many were experiencing at the time. And I, in fact, was experiencing a lot of confusion about the state of the world. But I felt pleasure, joy, love. And then I was shown a vision of human bodies that carry a womb space. I was seeing that. Did you say wound or womb? Womb, like a baby is in a womb. Yes. So what I saw is that a womb space is actually a portal and a vortex that connects us to ancient wisdom as well as future wisdom. And that by meditating and deepening into the womb space through energy work or whatever, we can access wisdom from our current or earthly lineage, but also past life incarnations. So 
just some light fare, just some light information that came through the first time. Um, so it was all about the divine feminine. So I've actually been teaching workshops about this and sharing this knowledge with others. And I recently taught a workshop called the authentic voice activation, and it was connected to that. It's about activating the divine feminine, empowering women to dive deep into their womb space and access more knowledge and past life information because we need it right now on the earth so much. Wow. That's really awesome. So would that be also activating like their throat chakra, like allowing them to speak? Yes. And oh my goodness, everything is just so aligned. So recently I found out that, okay, I don't know if someone out there can uh, clarify this, but we have like the same skin or cells in our vagina as we do in our mouth. And there are some people that say that the throat is the second yoni. Hmm. And I had no idea about this. I just heard about this recently. And I saw someone posted about it on Instagram yesterday. So it's just coming at me. So yes, I think the throat and the sacral chakra are connected in that way. They're both connected to creativity, one expression and one more primal. Interesting. And the, the sacral chakra being a feminine chakra and the throat chakra being a masculine chakra. Which... I believe that they both have both masculine and feminine, but yes, many mm-hmm. people attribute it that way. Yeah. The, the throat chakra is very important right now. In fact, it's, it's kind of being highlighted at the moment with all the protests and people speaking their truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's, there's a lot happening on this planet right now, which is um, kind of that protest energy. Like we need to change things energy and uh, the divine feminine is, which for, for the males who are, are listening, the divine <laughs> feminine, it doesn't necessarily mean women, um, no, it doesn't. Right? Men have divine feminine within. We all have divine feminine within. It's kind of a, a balance that we we find. I also want to add something in. I hope that's okay. Can I interject? Oh, feel free. So I did a meditation because it's really important to me to include all human beings. And so I asked Source, like, okay, women have a womb space, but what about men or people that are, you know, males or whatever, or human beings that just don't have it? that believe they have an energetic womb space, what about them? And the message that I got is that anyone can tap into their sacral chakra for this information, but it's even more potent in an actual physical womb. But I want to include all human beings in that. I like that. Yes. So men want that balance too. Oh, of course. I I feel as though this time right now, so we've, the, the earth in it itself has had kind of an aggressive masculine energy for thousands of years. It's kind of an unhealthy amount of masculine energy that has dominated the planet and, you know, enslaved so many people. And now at, at this current moment in time, the divine feminine is, is coming back. I don't want to say taking over. It's, it's coming back into balance. Yes. And, um, now, now is really the time for reconnecting to that divine feminine because the feminine is healing. It's like, it's like taking care of the planet. Like we need to take a pause and take care of the planet and take care of each other. So it's so important that we all tune into our own divine feminine. And, and so how, so are you currently doing, uh, you're, you're currently doing workshops with people. You're currently, uh, are you doing online, uh, yeah. events? <laughs> So I teach an energy medicine program and it's all virtual. What is energy medicine? (laughs) I love that. Energy medicine is 
just using energy for healing, which everything is energy. So it's, it's actually hilarious. It's a very simplified term. But when people say energy medicine, they're usually speaking about a modality that uses subtle energy, not like Western medicine or even, um, you know, something just tangible and physical. We're talking about like hands-on healing, Reiki healing, crystal therapy, chakra balancing. That's Mm. all using subtle energy. All the good stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I love energy medicine. Yeah, me too. Me too. What, what's one of your uh, favorite energy medicine tools or modalities or uh, things that help you in life? It's so hard to pick one. Oh my goodness. I say the most important thing to do to even start practicing energy medicine or tapping into it is to meditate mm. because you can't even go there if you can't slip back into your inner self or find a separation between that monkey mind and your pure consciousness. But the pathway that brought me into energy medicine was chakra balancing first and foremost, but then that led into Reiki. And I love Reiki. I do not think it's the only way at all. Uh, No, but I have noticed that Reiki is such a powerful launching pad to awaken others to this energetic quality of themselves and their unique spiritual gifts, because I believe we all have them. So Reiki, I think, is just like this introduction to energy, and it really blows people's minds because it's so simple and yet so profound. So I think that's my first and favorite. Reiki, most people know of it as your your hands have energy coming off of them. Like we, we have energy coming off of our bodies far beyond our physical bodies, yeah. um, but specifically our hands, there's a lot of energy that comes off of them. And so that would be kind of placing your hands over someone's body and and giving them some some good healing energy. Would that be considered, is that what you would consider Reiki? No. <laughs> that's, that's, what Reiki, that's what Reiki looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, But Reiki means life force energy. Um, It's actually, this is something I want everyone to know. Reiki is a practice that is much older than the wonderful man who channeled it in the late 1800s. There were other forms of Reiki being practiced in Japan before he formalized his version. And I think he's amazing, so don't get me wrong, but... Reiki has been practiced for thousands of years. And all it is, is I always incorporate meditation training into the Reiki because all it is, is you get out of your own way and you tap into life force, um, source energy, which usually feels like a current of love flowing through you. And then yes, you hold your hands over someone, but you can also do distance Reiki. And I've done Reiki just like sitting on my ground Um, someone's on a computer and I'm just guiding the energy and I don't have my hands anywhere near them. So your, your hands don't actually have to be touching the body, but it's all about knowing how to access direct and guide energy. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Direct and guide energy. So I, I have healed myself of a couple things 
Using energy, using my mind, and I guess you could consider it Reiki. Um, I'm not sure where the line between Reiki and just using energy in general. I mean, I guess Reiki is just simply a word. It's, you know, it's not like word. this is the category. You know? So yeah. we're trying to describe something that's almost indescribable. But um, like, for example, I had a, a, a cyst on my arm, which is like a little bump. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd had one before and I had it surgically removed. And actually, interesting story there. When I, the doctor who removed it previously had removed an alien artifact from someone's skin. Um, and it was like filmed for the Discovery Channel. And they they researched the metal and there was like an unknown metal, all this stuff. So he's telling me all this while he's like opening my skin. That is radical. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was like... That, that was my very first introduction to the possibility of, oh, that's there's actually ETs. Out, like, this is actually kind of true. Um, now it's quite obvious that it's very true based on mm-hmm. many, many things. But uh, I didn't want to go get surgery. And I had just finished reading a book that said if you channel energy through your crown chakra and you guide it to a certain area and you put all of your attention and focus on that area – and see it being healed, you can, you can heal yourself. And this was actually channeled material. Someone channeled it while they were in hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that, let's try it. So I sat down, it was at night and channeled the energy in. And I started, I felt like tingles coming in and I channeled it to my wrist, right where that little cyst was. And I just saw it like almost like dissolving, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And then, you know, it, I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and um, it was like 90% gone. And over the course of the next 24 hours, it just completely dissolved. That is miraculous. Blew my yeah. mind. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> technically essentially is just Reiki. It's just a visualization technique. And we all have access to that. We don't have to learn Reiki to do that. I love that you shared that. Yeah, thank you. So, so recently I've been posting on TikTok about energy, <laughs> using energy, and da, 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 da. <laughs> and I teach this thing where you, you know, if you have like stomach ache or, or something like nervousness or anxiety, you just kind of lift it up and then purge it out. And oh, yeah. right, yeah, <laughs> you're excited yeah, about that. that. You know, I love that. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it actually worked. Like I've been doing this for years, like in the shower, you know, when no one's looking like, like puke energy out. And just a couple days ago, I shared it and, uh, hundreds of people in the comments were like, I just tried that. And it actually worked like this, like so many people just one after the other were like, it worked, it worked. It was amazing. What? I don't even understand how that worked. What just happened? So it's, really cool to see that energy work and Reiki and all this is, it's real. It is. And I'm so happy that you're sharing that just so openly because so many of us are scared to share our practices. We think people are going to think we're totally bizarre or something. And I have done that practice before. I've never shared it. And here you are projecting it and everyone's doing it and it's working. That is super awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. That that's a whole other thing. Like, being scared to share some of this like weird stuff I know. and the etymology for the word weird is so good. Weird. I recently said something was weird and my friends like, wait, hold on a second. Weird is actually really good. Like weird means that it's different, unique and something that is almost attractive and intriguing to people. Mm. 
So one who's weird, who has then good information, it's like good marketing, <laughs> good branding for something. Yes. And yeah, that's been a whole, I mean, to, to simply say that I, uh, you know, use plant medicine or psychedelics as a, a healing modality. That was a huge thing to like finally share, like with my parents, like talking about that. Cause it's like, you know, drugs are bad. Like every drug is the same, <laughs> you know? And then I had to have the drug conversation with them, which is like, actually, there's some plant medicine, which is very beneficial and healing for people. Um, you know, and there's meth, which is like, <laughs> it'll kind of like steal your soul and take you hostage. Um, and talking about some of the energy stuff, like it, I created an Instagram account that was totally separate from any, like all my personal stuff, just so I could talk about this. And then it finally got to a point where I was like, I don't really care. If someone, I realize that if someone cares about what I say, they will have to go out of their way to reach out to me and speak to me about how they think it's odd or whatever. And unless they do that, it's not in my consciousness. Mm -hmm. So many people are going to think so many things and that actually doesn't affect me because it's all within, within their little bubble. So Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has, has something helped you? Have you had that journey of, you know, kind of opening throat chakra, like sharing some of this weird stuff? Ooh, well, I'm just going to take off my sweater. Yeah. It's a hot, hot real. topic. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my spiritual truths coming out has been a little bit of, a process of like seeping through me. But in 2018, I became pregnant. (laughs) I became pregnant (laughs) miraculously. Um, And it was not something I wanted to do. I never saw myself as a mother. And it was a totally trippy journey for me to uh, wrap my head around, but I, I really embraced it and thought it was happening for a reason. Know that it was. So this is immaculate conception. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> no, I, I can't claim that. Old school method. <laughs> yes. Old school method, physical method. Um, but I, I had a really insanely tough pregnancy in the sense that I was given a, an out, which sounds so horrible, but I was told that my child was uh, not doing well physically and that he wasn't developing the way that he should. It was horrifying. It was a nightmare to me. I was bawling about it on the table, of course. And I uh, had to, I, he was, we went online, of course, and researched what these words meant. And it was like 10% chance of living. And just really not looking good. And I had to grieve the loss of him and um, go through that process. But then I I had a meditation outside. I, I remember this so distinctly and so vividly. And it was really my first visitation of the light beings that kind of are Venusian-like now that I, I can put things together. 
But this presence told me like, no, you need to keep the baby and practice your energy work and be, go public with it um, later on, like become more open and really believe and embody the truth that's been within you. Because for a decade before this, I knew that I was supposed to be sharing energy medicine in a different way. All I was doing is teaching yoga, which is wonderful, but I was teaching yoga and meditation, but I wasn't teaching energy medicine and I'd been practicing it my whole life and I was too fright, frightened to do it because of the fears of others judging me and all that. So anyway, uh, I decided to completely shift gears and I believed wholeheartedly and with all of my being that my baby was going to heal and uh, just unabashedly went for it and did Reiki three times a day, did all of these practices. And during this time, I actually went and was formally attuned to Reiki as well during the pregnancy. And anyway, long story short, the doctor said it was a miraculous healing. There was changes in his body that there was no explanation for in a very short period of time. And he is a very healthy, thriving toddler now with lots of energy. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I was actually uh, holding back from telling the story publicly until a couple weeks ago because I didn't want to say or act like I'm saying to the public, hey, if you have an issue in your pregnancy or you have a disease or something, like Ricky's going to heal it. I'm not saying that at all. I think the message in this story is that when you really embody and believe in your truth and something that's been an undercurrent in your being, when you really go for it and believe in, in it, no matter what anyone is saying or what the world around you is showing you, then magic will happen. Miracles will occur. So once that happened, I was just like, boom, I'm doing energy medicine. This is my whole life. Like I am, this is going to be my purpose now. And that's how it happened. Ah, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that your son is healthy and thriving. Thank you. That's, that's wonderful. And it's, When I was posting on Instagram, uh, I had some comments from people who were saying, when I was doing the the energy work, they were saying, it's probably just placebo. And I was like, yeah, it very well could be. What What is placebo, right? Placebo is believing that you can heal yourself so strongly that you actually do. Yes. That literally is energy work. It's like if someone takes a pill... And someone tells them that pill is going to heal them, but it's, it's just a sugar pill. There's a large percentage that will actually be healed from that sugar pill. Yes. Like it, it's, it's, it's like the dumbed down version, the accidental version of energy work. Our conscious minds are so incredibly powerful. And it's, it's interesting too, to think about your, your son's soul agreement with you to have that really scary situation during pregnancy. To kind of open your, it seems like kind of open your, your mind and open your vocal cords about speaking about all this amazing stuff. Oh, yes. He absolutely came into this world through me for that reason and many other reasons, but it activated me in such a, um, just a powerful way. I can't even put it into words. Wow. What a little healer. He's already doing. Yeah, um, he does Reiki on his food. He uh, cleanses and um, does crystal work. He does Oracle card readings. He's oh. one and a half. So if anyone oh. wants to check him out, his name's Phoenix. He's on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's so great. And just really quickly, what's your Instagram for people? It's Nikki Murray. Nikki Murray with two okay. K's and I K K. 
one K one K two R's one K two R's. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So he's, he's a little starving. He's a little, little light worker. Oh, he teaches me a whole lot more than I teach him. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, there's a book called Seth speaks, which is a remarkable channeling. Absolutely. I just finished it um, like yesterday and I've been listening to it for uh, about a year and a half. It's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big listen. And um, it's some of the most potent channeling I have ever heard. And it really gets into the the future, future timelines and around, uh, I, I believe it was 2070. <laughs> uh, the children will be born with full recognition of all their past lives. Wow. And humans will be so different that we'll consider, we'll consider us essentially like a new race of people, um, fully, fully psychic, fully this aware. sounds really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Um, talks about, uh, the second coming of Christ, um, which is actually third because he's had, this will be the third personality that he's embodied on the planet. And, uh, he isn't, isn't like necessarily the like religious figure, but describe is kind of like the, um, yeah, essentially like the yogi talking about energy, talking about all of this work and, um, and how, uh, we all have it within us. So not necessarily accepted by major religions. So yeah, very interesting. If, if anyone is, uh, wants to dive very deep, Seth speaks is a great channel material. And this is not like the original Seth text that like Abraham Hicks talks about. Is this a more modern book? This, this is that, um, oh, okay. the, I, th- I think the Seth materials might've been like the very first one. And then Seth speaks is, so basically this, this group, I think it was in the seventies or eighties. Um, they, yeah, this woman started to channel a, a being Seth and as she's in a trance and she doesn't remember this at all. Once she's out of it, she's in a trance and the voice says, I have a book. We're going to write a book. And I'm going to dictate the entire book. And they come out of it and they're like, what? She's like, what, what he say? And, and they're like, you're going to write a book. Oh, <laughs> my so goodness. They hip, they, they, or they brought her into this trance and she's like through, through this, this Seth, this, this, this being goes introduction <laughs> proceeds to say <laughs> the entire introduction chapter one. Talks about everything and then kind of stops chapter one, like halfway through and stuff goes on in their life. They have to like go to parties and travel, you know, a month and a half later, she goes back into the trance and right where they left off starts dictating perfectly. And so this entire book is, is channeled and it gets into everything, everything. Okay, I'm gonna have to read that. It sounds super groovy. <laughs> Are there any books that you uh, that you've enjoyed or recommend for people? Well, one book that I read this year that I recommend to all of my new students because it gives a very all-encompassing sort of understanding of energy medicine is called Energy Medicine by Jill Blakeway. I love that book so much. It talks about energy medicine through different cultures, eras, and persons. So it's really relatable. 
And I love all the books by Joe Dispenza and Carolyn Miss. And I just, I have a huge library of everything that I love. Yeah. Joe Dispenza is great. Yes. He's got some like magic to him. There's something about him that just like. His latest book is the best one by far. Becoming oh, nice. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Becoming Supernatural. Becoming Supernatural. That's right. Yeah. I haven't read that, but I, I hear it's very good. It's the best one. I, I think people should just pick it up first wow. <laughs> out of any of them. That's but it's great. a lot. All of the books are a lot to, to take in. Yeah. I'll have to add that to my Audible. I yeah. love listening to books. Um, there's also a really unknown book that I have been connecting with for years and years. And every time I pick it up, it's different. Uh, it's called Dancing the Dream. And it's a journey through the chakras, through the lens of Native American tradition. Hmm. It is fascinating. And I feel truly activates you energetically in a different way. It's by Jamie Sams. So if anyone wants to check that out as well, it's not one that you often see on a book list, at least not for me. I haven't seen it that much. So that's interesting with the native Americans, because a lot of people associate the chakras with more of like the Eastern traditions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So did they have a similar idea of the chakra system? I am not, uh, super knowledgeable on that, but I do know that they absolutely believed in energy and created medicine wheels and talked about this divine tapestry that connected everything in the universe through an energetic frequency. So that to me is very apparent. Maybe anyone listening can clarify on that, but there are so many different cultures that believe in the chakras and have different chakra systems. The chakra system that we know of here in the United States um, or in Western culture is mainly like the seven chakra system, but there is so much more than that. We have chakras in our hands. We have chakras in our feet. We have chakras floating above our heads. We have chakras that connect us to the earth. I mean, it's totally out there. There's so much more. It's amazing how we feel like these humans with these like fleshy bodies, you know, but we're so much more. We are. Oh, we are so much more. We are multidimensional. We are existing in other dimensions right now. We are capable of so much more than we are taught to believe. It just blows my mind. Oh, I love that. We're capable of so much more than we're taught to believe. Yes. I think that like we could have schools for kids that are more like supernatural schools. I want this. Like it, create it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe later in life. Yes. I, I be, I, I would have loved something like that. Me too. I so, think I needed that. I think we all need that. I think we do. I think we do. And, and, and as each generation comes in, it seems as though they're even more and more tuned in and like wanting that. Like my generation was, um, it was like a lot of grunt. Like when I was a little kid, like a lot of grunge, you know, Nirvana, like just stepping away from the norm, like just like almost anger because it was un, there was no one talking about, I mean, it wasn't like a pop culture talking about consciousness and spirituality like there is now, but if there was, I would have eaten it up. Yes, I know. I, the only way, oh, I just looked at the clock and it's 11, 11. Um, the only way that I was able to 
relate to others through spirituality at that time that you're speaking of, because I have a feeling we're around the same age, um, was through more of like witchcraft and darker stuff is what they, I, I found others in high school practicing. I don't mean like darker stuff, but there was people like drinking their blood in my high school and like, yeah. So sort of like fringe spirituality is like what I was finding. I guess you could call it more like, uh, more of shadow spirituality. It doesn't mean that it's bad or good. I'm really against saying something's bad or good because I think you can find yourself through anything. But it was definitely not like Hindu mythology or the chakras or meditation or even yoga or anything like that. Like that's what I found in my high school was either this dogmatic religion or mm. you're drinking your blood and lighting yourself on fire, literally, which is what I did. How did you light yourself on fire? With hairspray and matches. Like, like you like burnt some of your, your arm hair or like how, like (laughs) I would like douse my body in hairspray, please. If any children or anyone's listening to this, do not do this at home. Like I highly, highly don't recommend this. (laughs) Do not do this. This is terrible. But But like spray my whole body in hairspray and then light myself on fire. And does it just like light and go away? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. One of my friends, it didn't go out. And so she had to like roll and put it out, but it's super, wow. super dangerous. Yeah. Don't try that at home. But that, that is, um, that's like the seeking. Like I want something that's just not normal because normal society has some mental disorders. Yeah. Like we're so closed off that like, we like seek something, anything, light ourselves on fire. It's like, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Because, because we're looking for, for some sort of, truth, something different than what, no, what people are saying, normal society is what you should do. You go to school every day, you sit behind a hard desk, you listen to a teacher lecture, you go to college, you get a job and that's life. Yeah. Like, no, like that doesn't resonate with that. Never resonated with me. And I, 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 I me either. Yeah. For me, it was, it was technology. I, I got lost in technology and I saw the magic of the internet and and I'm, I'm sure you did too. Like since we're around the same age, I'm 37. And when I was in middle school, I think I saw the internet just appear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first people on the internet before, before like the rest of the world was, was online on America online. And I saw that this was a magical thing that could connect the planet in ways that people had no clue about. And this is like it, this. This is the, the the mindset from a disconnected human being that has to go to the library or kind of like hear things from their friends, to now the connected human being which can Google anything and look on Wikipedia and learn any knowledge, literally at their fingertips. Like those are two different humans. Definitely, and the internet is spiritual because it's a microcosm of the macrocosm of the interconnectedness of the universe. So yeah, I always feel like. The internet is kind of training wheels for telepathy. Oh, it is. I love that. Yes. Like texting people. We're texting our minds to each other and we're not using our vocal cord. There's no words coming. It's we're literally sending light energy, electricity outward to communicate with each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's training wheels. That is so on point. Have you experienced telepathy? Um, 
Yes. I think that many of us do. And then we kind of brush it under the rug and don't give it any importance. But I experience telepathy all the time. I'll be thinking of someone and they'll text me or uh, a lot of my friends like to practice it. Like a friend will reach out to me recently, actually a friend reached out to me and said, are you going through, uh, you know, another energetic portal today? And I'd be like, no. And then later that afternoon I did. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, we do this to each other. And it's not because she said that, that it happened, something else happened. But anyway, uh, we like to practice. Yeah. Do you feel like it's happening more and more lately? Yes. Yes. Well, the veil is thinner now. It is, huh? Yes. What does that mean when someone says the veil is thinner now? It just means, well, what I believe it means is that. So there is so much more going on than what our eyes and five senses can perceive. And there is a veil and also societal conditioning and programming that keeps us in this small space. But there is, there's even more colors around us that we cannot perceive. Mm. We can only see what 0.3 of colors or don't quote me on that, but we can't see very many colors. I'm just putting that into a science uh, framework, but the veil getting thinner just means that we are being more spiritually sensitive to energy, to information, to light beings, to uh, all forms of intuition within our being. I guess that's the simplest way and long-winded way to explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. They're, we're waking up. We're waking up so quickly these days. It's like to, to think about the human intellect and how the mind is working from. Because you can look at like the fifties, like the nineteen forties and fifties, and they're almost like different beings. A little more, a little more rigid. A little more like mm, you can just like feel it and sense it and almost see it. People look different, and. Um, it seems like things are, are changing so quickly. Like once it's not really pop culture or, or the norm in society to believe in like extraterrestrials or aliens. But um, at some point in probably the next like 20 years, um, it will be, it, it'll be normal to, to realize that there are extraterrestrial races out there who are also a part of this experience with us. Um, the, and it, here on earth as well. Yes. And, <laughs> earth. and in human bodies and, you know, like, Hey, I want to go have an earth life. Okay. Your soul gets to go be born in a human body and hopefully you don't get lost in the wheel of karma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But it's, it's happening and it's happening. Uh, it's happening really quickly. Very, it's, it's exciting. It is. I think that this is definitely one of the more exciting times to be alive. It's a gift. Indeed. Yeah. We chose good times to be alive. Mm-hmm. Go us. Go us. Yay. <laughs> well, I love, I love what you're up to. I love that you're doing all this really cool stuff. Once I saw what you're, what you're up to on Instagram, I was like, okay, we have to have a, a conversation. It's, it's really cool. Um, I love what you're up to too. So it's reflected back to you. I'm thank you. So grateful. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Way back when, when we when we met on MySpace, um, yeah, we we didn't recognize. I think we just saw each other's vibes and we're like, "Oh, you're cool." Exactly. Yeah, you're cool. You're cool. You're kind of weird and you know, <laughs> funky. Yeah, 
That's yep. what it was. Weird is good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how how can people find you online? What are you up to? How can people connect and, and get more Nikki in their life? Thank you for asking. So the best way to connect with me now is on Instagram. And it's at Nikki Murray, N-I-K-I-M-A-R-R-E. And my offerings change often because I channel every day and I literally output what source and the light beings tell me to. So it's like a business coach's nightmare because I won't niche myself into one modality ever. (laughs) But uh, right now, and I will always be doing this, I do, I offer energy medicine certifications that include many different modalities. So Right now I'm teaching the chakras. The next modality is meditation. Then we're going to be learning Reiki and then crystal healing. And this is a two-month program. So I teach that Mm. twice a year. The next one is in spring. And I just started working with people one-on-one because I realized that I love to awaken and remind people one-on-one of their spiritual gifts and activate them that way and then sort of curate modalities and practices for them specifically. So I just uh, started doing that. So if that's of interest, you can also connect with me that way. Mm, that sounds awesome to work one-on-one yeah. with you. Yeah, that's that's a gift. That's Thank a gift. you. Yeah, I think that uh, that that that's like the expedited path. It's like if you want the expedited path, you, you, do, the <laughs> one, you do the one-on-one. Yes, and it's so much fun. I, I get so much life out of it. So it would be wonderful. Mm. Yeah, I I hear that. That's that's really really awesome. Um, do you? So you said you connect with these with different light beings and things like that, and you get knowledge. Do you share that mostly through your Instagram? I do. I keep some of it private until I'm ready to reveal. Um, I share most of it, but I do a lot of writing, and yeah, it's through my workshops and through Instagram. I guess I share a lot more obviously in my classes than I can on an IG square. So it comes out a lot through my teachings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you have a website, right? I do, but I'm going to be creating a much different website right now. It's very just rudimentary has my program on there and a way to access me. But I have a big project, a top secret project that's going to be coming up soon. I hope in the next couple of months, it'll be a new website and everything. Sweet. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> enticing. <Yes. laughs> so Instagram is the best way for people to, to connect with you. And I will include the, uh, all the links in the description for this podcast episode. So you can just tap the links and go straight to Nikki. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. (laughs) Fill your life with more Nikki because (laughs) it's just good vibes. Are you on TikTok? I am not. I TikTok's blowing up. I know. I need to find the time. I love the TikTok audience. Yes. It's lighthearted, isn't it? Yes. It's because the, the TikTok algorithm rewards entertaining people. So if, if you entertain someone, it sees that this person has watched it all the way through. And if they share it or if they like it, that adds to the algorithm. And so it basically finds content that's most interesting and, and shares it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, because of that, it's very light and everyone's just trying to like entertain each other. And, and there's a lot of spiritual teachers and sharing a lot of knowledge and everyone's so excited about new knowledge. And 
uh, I've found a lot of like my generation, you know, a, a older ish generation on TikTok, but it's known as being a more like younger generational thing. I think the algorithm also like uh, organizes people, but the the younger generation is just so uh, hungry for spirituality. So yeah, I would highly recommend hopping on there. It's okay, fine. Wow, that was encouraging. <laughs> I mean, MySpace to Facebook to Instagram, you gotta you gotta keep the train going. Fine, I will. <laughs> I made some reels. Don't be so hard on me. <laughs> Your reels are great. And you can actually just export those and toss them on TikTok. Oh my gosh. Okay. Blowing my mind. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Super, super easy. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's the, it took me a little bit of time to, to hop on. Wasn't quite sure what, well, what it was all about, you know, but my friend, like she finally encouraged me <clears throat> and I'm glad she did because it's a lot of fun. I'm going to go find you on there now. <laughs> wonderful wonderful um nikki do you have any any last things to share with people just to put out there i didn't but now i do it's coming through i just would love to encourage everyone out there to take time for themselves every day at least once a day even for five minutes to just listen and place your hands on your heart and be open because there is so much information coming into our field right now. And there's so much love coming into the earth cosmically right now. And we are all here for a purpose. And I just really want to encourage all human beings to create that space to receive so that they can then share that magic with the world. That's what we need most. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Yeah. Well, Nikki, it's been so much fun having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. I just love connecting with you. So thanks for having me. Likewise. And I'd love to have you on again just to continue the conversation. It feels like some good energy. Yes, let's do it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Deep Shift. And I will see you next time.